of your weekend breakfast with Rifilwe Mbakanyane on 702. Let's walk the talk. Let's absolutely do that. Um, Nikki Bush is uh, a speaker and author. Her latest book is called Future Proof Yourself. And of course, she is a parenting expert and human potential expert. This morning, we're taking a look, or Nikki rather, is drawing the parallels between leading and parenting for us. So on that note, good morning, Nikki. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. And I was just listening to the music you were playing. And when you mentioned the police songs, I was thinking Englishman in New York, definitely for me. And every (laughs) breath you take, well, that has relevance to our conversation about parenting this morning. Because literally everything you do as a parent, little eyes are watching you. And children (laughs) learn what they live. Responsibility, hey? <laughs> it's a huge responsibility. Um, I was listening to, um, oh goodness, I've, I've forgotten this uh, this American preacher's name, but um, it, it was a, a sort of leadership uh, interview and um, a podcast. And he, his biggest regret, his son is now 16 years old and driving. His biggest regret is his child witnessing all his road rage episodes for 16 years and uh what did he see the first time his son drove him after getting his license the child essentially reenacting <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly how he used to behave or rather does behave on the road yeah clearly yeah. do as i say and not as i do well, that <laughs> doesn't apply the in this case Absolutely. yeah but that speaks to the fact that we are currently raising an incredibly visual generation of children mm. and exactly what you've just said you know if we say do as i do not as i say they will do i mean if we say do as i say not sure. what i do they will not believe you and yeah. and so to be congruent to have credibility with your children they need to see you being in the world as you are speaking mm. to them about how to be in the world and ultimately what's really really important and the parallel between leadership say leading a team in the office sure. um, or in an organization or a community organization or a political party even mm. um, and parenting is the fact that we actually have to write ourselves out of a job and those we lead need to become so competent that they can work independently or live independently of us and succeed without us. Mm. Such a, a big vision, actually, for parents and not the easiest one, especially for mothers. And in fact, I was chatting to an audience um, earlier this, this week, and it was an audience of women, and the topic was, she let go. Mm. And... In um, one of the groups that I was facilitating, we were talking about empty nest syndrome and how mothers really, really don't cope well with empty nest syndrome because we love to be needed. We really do, even though so often we say, oh, there's so much to do and I'm so exhausted and parenting is so demanding. The weird thing is when the children aren't there anymore, there's this big gaping hole Mm -hmm. and it's because there's nobody to nurture and we're not needed anymore. And then we have to turn that energy back inwards and start parenting ourselves and nurturing ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it's such an interesting dynamic. Um, You know, parenting is one of the, stages of our lives if we're parents. Yeah.
Nikki, speaking of that interesting dynamic, I mean, you know, it's it's obviously, and you'll elaborate on this, there are parallels to be drawn between leading a team at work as well as parenting your children at home. But having said that, and we must be real, um, we can adopt uh, and assume this professional veneer for seven to eight hours at work and feel less or rather may be able to maintain that emotional distance, that uh, emotional perspective when it comes to challenges, slights, difficulties, disagreements, or even opportunities and exciting things at the workplace. Home is obviously intimate. Home is obviously personal. Home is tied up into who we are, right? Uh, As opposed to what we do at a workplace. Mm. So the dynamics there differ and vary. How to keep uh, and maintain, how to keep on that uh, leadership hat with, you know, the view to making sure that you write yourself out of a job, um, out of a job description or a job at the end of the day by parenting so well that, you know, these kids no longer need you. How do we maintain that perspective that there's a goal here and it's not just living and being, but uh, I'm trying to engender something or grow something in my children? Mm. I think think what you're talking to is raising children who believe I can, I am, I will. And they do that because they feel our encouragement, they feel our support, and a lot of that is uh, centers around listening, actually, and being emotionally present in the moment. And the thing that we have to sometimes let go of when we switch hats, when we take the work hat off and we go home, is at work we might always be on that directing treadmill, um, you know, where we're telling people what to do, where we're managing people all the time. And sometimes when we get home, we need to, as you say, just get real and step into that emotional skin. And, and what, I, what I often say to parents is, when you walk through the door, just lie on the floor. Mm. Because your first instinct is to walk in and bark instructions and tell them what to do and where to do it and how to do it. And sometimes it's just to drop back into that space and connect on a different level. And uh, this uh, one lady who was in one of my workshops yesterday told me she had a four-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a 10-year-old, and she's working from home, and she's a director of a company. Oof. <laughs> and I went, you poor woman. <laughs> Shame. And, and I think it's okay to also tell people that if you're in a position to do so, it really is okay to throw money at the problem. <laughs> and oh. if you can have and hire an au pair or an and a nanny and have, you know, someone, a domestic worker, someone helping in the house. All these things are perfectly acceptable. Uh, not only are you creating employment, but you're also freeing yourself up to not have a meltdown. Those age gaps and the number of kids. I mean, on any, in any year preceding 2019, yeah. I wouldn't have blinked or looked twice. It's breathtaking. <laughs> at the situation. It's breathtaking. So, so to your point, yes, we can absolutely bring in help. Um, where possible. Sure. But interestingly, that help never actually replaces you. No, it doesn't. And, and it's, it's um, something that 
I learned when my children were eight and 12, I was writing my first book, Future Proof Yourself, uh, Future Proof Your Child. Mm. And we were away in, in the Berg and my husband couldn't join me. And so I asked my mum if she would come along. Mm. And she was a young athletic granny at the time. And I knew that I was writing the final chapter of my book and that I would be holed up in the bedroom with my laptop for at least three out of the five days that we were away. So I needed some help. Yeah. And she kindly agreed to come. She absolutely adores my children, probably knows them as well or better than I do, because her quality time with them is even better than my quality time with sure. them. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. She's the grand. As most gra- yeah, grandparents yeah. do, yeah. And she took them to, we were staying in timeshare with golf, you know, a little golf course. They played 18 holes of golf. Um, she played three games of Monopoly of three hours each, you know. I mean, which parent <laughs> has that time? And, you know, I didn't worry about my kids because they were with my mum um, and they, they, they were having a wonderful time. I saw them at, at, uh, at breakfast and dinner. Mm, I feel and a big caveat they, coming along, Nikki. Yes. And then we were at the fireside <laughs> the night I finished um, with the book. And I said to the family, I said, I'm done. And my eight-year-old looked across at me and said, well done. Hip, hip, hooray. Now it's our time. (laughs) And that leads us to the point, the next point that you make about this, Nikki, is you have to bring your whole self to the table. You might have helped, you might have all these resources, right? Um, But you need to bring your whole self to the table. The mistakes that parents make uh, tend to look like what when uh, parenting? Well, at the moment, the biggest, biggest trap we fall into is saying that we're available to our children, but our devices are still on. Our laptop is open and our phones are on. Your children actually know. They know that you're not fully available and fully emotionally present while those devices are still on and open. So the first kind of very physical indicator you can give your children that you are present and available is to, you can even say to them, Mm -hmm. my phone is off, my laptop is closed, and they will get the message. And it's a similar thing to something I used to do with my kids. I would separate their toys into mummy toys, and those were toys that stayed up in the cupboard that needed supervision, or or I I took them out when I had time to play. And then there were the toy box toys, which could be played with any time. And if they saw me reach up into that cupboard and take one of those toys, they absolutely knew that I had set aside time for them, that the devices weren't on, that I wasn't going to take a call, and I was 100% in the game. Mm. And children are very concrete thinkers. You know, they need things that, that give them the cue that I am now here, I am home. And, you know, in the days of working in offices um, and (laughs) in my parenting on the run workshops, I used to talk about the difference between men and women. You know, dad would come in from work and drop his computer bag and his jacket at the door and say, I'm home. Mm. And he was. He Mm. was. Now he was like totally all in. Whereas mum walks in the door, says, I'm home. And everybody knows she's going to do 10 million things before she settles down with her children because because we wear so many hats. And we always kind of talk about men as not being able to multitask, but there is something in that that's really good for family life because when they say they're doing one thing, they're doing one thing. Mm. 
And so as mums, and that's where this lie on the floor when you get home um, exercise comes in, is just drop everything at the door, lie down, don't say anything, don't tell anyone what to do and see what your kids do. Mm. And they will be crawling all over you and stroking your hair and stroking your face and talking to you and com- communicating with you in ways that they wouldn't normally if you're standing up and being the director of the operation. Yeah. So there are layers of connection. Um, and interestingly, at the same time, we still need to maintain our authority. And you don't have to be authoritarian, but your children need the safety of the fact that somebody is the authority figure. So that's important. Yeah. And listening. So there's some interesting leadership traits that should overlap in family and at work. And these are less about doing and more about being. And this is a little exercise that our sure. parents can do this weekend. Give it to us. Yeah. And it's actually something that I picked up when um, I shared the platform with Gary Kirsten, who's a cricketing legend. And uh, he talked about bringing your whole self to the table. And it's things like trustworthiness. If you say you're going to show up, do you show up? Um, so, so give yourself a score this weekend on these that I'm, I'm giving you. Trustworthiness, compassion, mm-hmm. consistency, and fairness. That's an interesting one for parents, especially if you have more than one child. So consistency and fairness. And then good listening skills. And then being a positive role model. And I think out of all of these, I would focus on the listening skills. Because so often we are listening to to reply, not to hear. And so often we're in a hurry and we don't give our children time to really express themselves. And often we fill in the gaps in between the words and we rush them. So please listen to your children on many levels, not just to the words they're speaking, but maybe those words that they can't yeah. speak. And that that's going to tell you so much about how you're scoring, right? How you're leveling up on those uh, those criteria you just underlined for us. That trustworthiness, that compassion, compassion that consistency and that fairness. Um, because if your child is effectively saying things like, yes, but you said that last time. Huh? Yeah. Yes. It means they, there's a sense that I can't quite rely on you. If uh, your child is telling you, well, that never happens to my older brother or my younger brother, there's yeah. something going on there, right? Um, well, yeah. So listening is such... have a massive yeah. fairness barometer. Yeah. Massive. So listening is absolutely key. That your antenna need to be up. And I guess that's where the exhaustion of parenting comes in as well. Mm, having to it's be on. Yeah, you're always on, and mothers in particular have eyes in the back of their head. And we wake up in the middle of the night before our child even gets to our bedside because we we know there's something in us that just knows our child is awake and walking down the passage. Yeah. Well, you've certainly thrown down the gauntlet for us to do uh, <laughs> a self-check <laughs> and uh, just assess where yeah. we are, right? And yes, what, what we can do better. Set them free. Yeah. Nikki, <laughs> <laughs> the toy for this week, what are you looking at? Well, interestingly, it links beautifully with listening. Sure. So it's the Speak and Learn Puppy by Leapfrog. And it is for the child who's between 18 and 24 months. And it has to be the cutest interactive toy that I have seen in a long time. Mm. It's just under 30 centimeters high. And it's a plush puppy named Bailey. And it encourages language development with its talk back feature. And you have to go onto NikkiBush.com and go and watch the video. And when your child speaks, this little dog, this, pl- this plush, 
the, uh, the ears flap up and down when your child talks. So it's paying attention. It's all ears when it comes to what kids have to say. And your child's voice brings this little Bailey dog to life. And it responds in real time. It's actually quite incredible. So it's got three different modes. And in talk mode, um, it, it will make comments to keep the conversation going with your child. So if your child says apple, then Bailey would respond with yummy. Interesting. <laughs> and your child might say carrots. Mm-hmm. And Bailey responds with some, like a little story. Yesterday, my friends and I went to the park and we bought carrots for a snack which provides context for your child's words. And so your child can explore by pressing the paw buttons and the little collar around its neck. Um, Animal names, animal sounds, food, feelings, letters and numbers. And it's got songs and it encourages learning on these three different levels. So what are we looking at here? A really fun way to encourage your child to speak, to listen, copying, repetition, comprehension, building vocabulary, and associations. Mm. And it's just, I, I, I want to get one for myself. You know, that's how cute it is. <laughs> I can hear so your excitement. <laughs> <laughs> Price <laughs> point, Nikki? <laughs> about 1,099 rand yes. and available um, online at Take-A-Lot. That's, I think, the best price at the moment. And then in large toy retailers like Toy Kingdom. All right, lovely stuff. Here's a, here's a message coming through, weighing in on um, the points that you've made, saying uh, a drug detective used to tell us that it doesn't help telling kids not to smoke if your best friend is a certain cigarette, cigarette brand, Peter Stuyvesant, or not to drink if your best friend is Jack Daniels. So to that point <laughs> of modeling, right? <laughs> Walking your talk. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Remember, it's a visual generation. They will do as you do, not what you say. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Nikki. Looking forward to our conversation next week. And of course, Nikki Bush's uh, latest book is called Future Proofing Yourself.